Hey guys, and welcome back to Unscalable. Today's show is sponsored by my company, StoryPrompt. StoryPrompt helps you boost customer loyalty and engagement using asynchronous video. Capturing stories, testimonials, and attention is as simple as sharing a link. Use the link in the show notes to get 20% off or go to storyprompt.com. So today I'm super excited to have Brittany Garland and Alexis Britton on the show. Brittany and Alexis are both from Vista Social. Brittany is the head of marketing and Alexis heads up social media. Vista Social is a social media management platform similar to Sendable that seemingly came out of nowhere in the last year. They now have well over 1.4 million profiles under management on the platform, which is just insane growth. In this episode, we had a great chat about how Vista Social got started, how they position themselves in such a crowded market, and how they've been able to iterate on trends like TikTok and AI so quickly. And then we end off with their thoughts on AI and its impact on the future of social media. Enjoy the show. Hey, Brittany and Alexis, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be chatting with you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Cool. So I know that you're both involved in Agency Vista and Vista Social. So I'm really keen to hear just about the backstory, like where did Agency Vista come from first and then how did you get into Vista Social? Yeah, so um, Agency Vista is Vista Social's sister company uh, that was launched first um, back in late 2019. Um, it was kind of crazy because we launched it and then COVID hit and it was like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen now? Like there was so much uncertainty, but um, it ended up doing pretty well. Right now, it's the largest marketing agency network. We have over 48,000 members in 230 countries. Um, they're both separate companies. Like there isn't really overlap with our marketing. We don't really promote Vista Social to Agency Vista or Agency Vista to Vista Social customers. So they are two separate companies. And then Vista Social, we launched um, in late Q1 of 2022. So we're about a year old right now and really just been building out the foundation over the last year. Uh, we're a new social media management tool that offers uh, post scheduling, content creation. We integrated ChatGPT recently. We have social listening, review management. Um, we're very feature rich and we have, I think, 16 social media integrations right now. So. We just have basically everything in Vista Social. <laughs> um, so obviously my background is kind of in, in social media management tools as well. Uh, I know what the uh, sort of industry is like, mm -hmm. uh, of competitors. So how would you differentiate yourselves in a, in a crowded space where you have Hootsuite, Sprout Social, Sendable, various others? What's the main differentiator for you guys? I think the biggest thing is just like, the last decade, every decade, I feel like there's a big shift. And I feel like that really happened in 2020. There was, you know, short form video, paid creators, AI has really taken off. And that really has um, been great for Vista Social to position ourselves into that. Um, I think that's how we sort of got a lot of attention on ourselves is just by being first to market for a lot of features. Like we were the first to launch TikTok direct publishing, real scheduling, integrating chat GPT. Right now we're, you know, 70% cheaper than what else is out there. Like our plans are only $3 a social profile with unlimited users. And then another thing is just our customer service. So right now we're able to um, deal with and answer tickets within 43 minutes. And most technical inquiries are getting resolved within the first, you know, question. Um, and that's because we just jump on a call immediately and, you know, get it dealt with. So that's really helped us. And right now we're the number one easiest to use social media suite on G2. And I think that just all of that together has really helped with that. Cool. So I'm just, I'm keen to understand because you guys came from nowhere pretty much. Um, <laughs> so how long did you guys spend building the product before you launched? 
Um, I, it was about a year of them building the product. Honestly, I was on the agency Vista side. I didn't even know if I was going to be involved with Vista social. And then it was sort of just like, okay, now you're doing both. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, like the type of startup environment, you just kind of jump in and get going. So yeah. that's sort of how it's been. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, and just to understand kind of how you grew so quickly. So I know you, you said you, you launched about a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your sort of, um, I guess, go-to-market strategy in the beginning to attract so many users in this this crowded space? I think the biggest thing was just I knew the thing was is that Agency Vista was sort of like my guinea pig with the marketing. Like I tested a lot of different things with Agency Vista, so when Vista Social came around, I already knew sort of what worked. Um, so mm -hmm. it was pretty easy to get things up and running. And I think just with the team in general um you know they all come from a social media management tool background so it, it was pretty easy for us to get things moving um the biggest thing was just you know i knew that no one knew who vista social was so the biggest thing was really tapping into other people's credibility to help with ours and build that up um and just kind of jumping into relevant conversations as they're happening okay cool uh, just for for Alexis, a question for you. Um, so just to kind of give listeners an understanding of kind of how big uh, Vista Social is, could you give us an idea of maybe number of users or number of social profiles connected, that kind of thing? Yeah, okay, so uh, the number of social profiles connected, even just as we're hitting our first year mark is 1.4 million, which is an insane number for just being launched like a little under a year. I think March is when we, March is when we launched, right? Last 2022. Yeah. So 1.4 million and only <laughs> on the only on the rise. That's amazing. Um, and what are the like kind of um biggest challenges that you guys are facing right now with that that sort of growth? You know, if you've been around for about a year, just over a year with that many profiles, what are some of the challenges you guys are facing? Um, I really I don't feel like we have really had many challenges just because we all have come from you know that sort of social media management tool background that it's been sort of smooth sailing because we kind of know what to expect or we've experienced those challenges in the past so we sort of know how to deal with them this time around um the biggest thing i would just say is for marketing specifically for alexis and i is just you know you can have a strategy and it works for a few weeks and then you know you have to pivot and align and execute and it's just we just keep reiterating that over and over and over again so i think that just the nature of social media always evolving and changing so rapidly is sort of hard because you have a strategy it works amazing for a few weeks and then you have to drop it and pivot <laughs> yeah exactly change everything entirely yeah and, and just just yeah go ahead I was just going to say, like, even for um, our launches, like, it's just sort of getting that content out quickly, I think, is something that is is challenging as a small team, like, but we've done it pretty well. Like, Alexis mm -hmm. and I, you know, worked really hard to get all of our ChatGBT content out. We had that uh, ChatGBT available 72 hours after the API became available, and, like, her and I banged the content out within, like, less than eight hours. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would say that's sort of one of the things too. What's the size of your product team? It's our product team. Yeah. Um, so we have like three developers and um, one product wow. person right now. That's, yeah, that's so we're a, really, amazing speed. <laughs> yeah, we're a really small team. So do you think that being small has helped you kind of get things done kind of more quickly and getting things out, out faster? Yeah, I definitely think that our team is just very agile. Like, I think one of the things that really has helped us is that we're entirely bootstrapped. So we don't have external investors or um, like a venture capitalist firm. And I find that when a startup does have that, you have to balance building out products that 
appeal to the investors and the stock price and everything, mm -hmm. especially if it's a public company. Whereas like we're just solely focused on building out features that are going to be amazing for social media managers and agencies and businesses. Um, and yeah, I guess with the whole Twitter thing, you know, Twitter's API now being charged for, has that impacted you at all? I know, I think they're charging around half a million a year for, you know, for a few companies, uh, kind of larger sort of social media tools. Are you seeing the same kind of thing for your, your sort of startup or have you been able to navigate through that? I definitely do not think that we're paying half a million dollars for the <laughs> API. I think when it first came out, like we were like, what is going on with Twitter? Like we always have, we have group chats and we send trending articles or just anything in them. So we're like, mm. we didn't even know what to expect. But I think that just the nature of like being a startup and just how we operate as a company is that it's more like we know we're going to handle it type of thing. So it's just sort of getting prepared, aligning on it quickly and executing. Mm. So it ha it hasn't really been that big of a struggle for us yeah we just try to keep up on it i mean when it was first released and it was oh it's a hundred dollars a month oh now it's forty two thousand dollars a month it's like that's insane yeah yeah it's been pretty crazy with i guess what's happened with, with the elon Musk and twitter yeah. uh, even like TikTok right now it's like everything is just changing so rapidly with all the different platforms that it's like you just or it's kind of sitting back and being like, okay, like we don't even know what tomorrow's <laughs> going to hold type of thing. The next yeah. update coming <laughs> five minutes from now. <laughs> yeah. So for, from what you guys are seeing, are you, are you still seeing that like video is performing the best uh, on platforms? Or is it, is it back to text again with the, you know, with, with the AI that's, that's coming out now? I feel like they specifically on Instagram, they've kind of like leveled the playing ground for it. Um, I mean, there's still like a lot of reels definitely being made. I feel like that's the majority of the content, but I've been seeing a lot more of like static images with just text. Yeah. Or like carousel posts are doing really well right now. Um, so I would say the playing field is pretty even now. I think that Instagram kind of realized we overestimated all of this short form video content. Now we need to dial it down a little bit because mm. I mean, everyone was like, I, I just want to see my family's posts. Like, I just want to see photos. Instagram was a photo based social media tool and now it's all these short form videos. So yeah, even playing field, I think, um, and AI has definitely aided in that for sure. So what is this new AI assistant that you guys have built into, into Vista Social? Can you explain like how it works, how users are, are using it currently? Yeah, so it's uh, called the AI Assistant, and right now you can um, generate ideas off of it, captions, and you can actually respond to DMs, comments, and reviews through it as well. So I think one of the biggest things for social media managers is writer's block, or like what we talked about before, just putting out content in relevant conversations. Sometimes you just have to quickly pivot and put some content out to jump into a conversation. And Alexis and I always talk about this, like some days we can bang out so much content and it's so easy. And some days it's like, I can't think for the life of me anything. Like it's, <laughs> it's a struggle. So I think on those days, having a resource like this that doesn't, um, you know, slow you down, it can support you on those slower days is really helpful, especially, you know, if you're getting the same messages over and over again in your comments about something, it's just easier to have a, a response available that you can just bang out quickly. And that, that so that's right, that's based on ChatGPT3. Have you seen any improvements with ChatGPT4 at all? I've used ChatGPT4, like I pay yeah. for it, and I honestly have not. I think that I actually think ChatGPT3 was 3.5 was a lot better than four. <laughs> like some of the outputs that four was giving me, I was like, what is this? I was responding <laughs> back to it, like, this is not what I asked. 
<laughs> so there. I think that's kind of funny because I've noticed something similar with the when they came out with the paid version versus just the free version. I'm currently not paying for it, but like if I was paying for it, I don't know that there would be a big difference in the responses that I'm getting. Mm. Um, like not that not a big enough difference that I feel like it would be worth paying for. Yeah. I think so it's, it's different because she's based in the U.S. and I'm in Canada. So I feel like sometimes like the U.S. <laughs> has access to more things than Canada does. Um, even like it's crazy with like Instagram, like some days she'll have access to certain audios that I don't have access to or even um, like the in feed music that people can add onto their images now. Like some days I'll go on and I'll see that available on our feed. And then some days I go on and it's not there anymore. So Man. it's kind of funny. <laughs> so, so just on the AI again, so kind of writing content for social media, what are some of like, I guess, some of your best practices that you would advise startup founders to adopt when it comes to creating content? Because obviously everyone's adopting AI now. It's helping to spit out this content. But how do you make it more human and kind of more unique? I think the thing, my perspective, and then I'll let Alexis kind of go into what she thinks, but my perspective on this is just when I'm doing content, I'm bringing my one individual perspective and experiences to that content. So I feel like I'm able to only resonate with a certain number of people when I'm writing my content. And I feel like I'm not reaching as many people with it as I could be. And I think that with ChatGPT and just, you know, how often people share information online now the data set that chat gpt is trained on like content creators and social media managers can tap into all of those additional insights that they may not have had themselves if they were creating the content so i think that it's able to create content that resonates with a wider audience um, and can be more inclusive but i think that you have to have the human element to it which is you know emotions and empathy um, because i don't think that an ai is able to produce that yeah, I agree entirely. I was my point was like like personalizing it, like not just copying and pasting exactly what it is word for word. Like you have to still it's not a tool that's just meant to be like copy and pasted. You still need to like edit it, add in your own, you know, your brand voice, um, humanize it for sure. Um, yeah, personalize it. Don't just copy and paste. Yeah. I think there's like a time and a place, you know, like sometimes people just share an article link and they don't really care what the title of it is type of thing. So if you're mm -hmm. just trying to share something like that out, I think the thing is, is like with Vista Social, like we have this concept of social media management your way. So, you know, there are people who are going to want to personalize it or put emotions and empathy into their content. And there's people that are just going to want to you know, bang out some content and just publish it. So I think that however you want to use social media, um, like a social media management tool, we have that solution for you with Invista Social. Yeah. And just from an agency perspective, so we work with like, um, you know, agencies that's sendable um, predominantly. And, you know, if you're working, let's say on behalf of maybe 10 clients uh, who are all in different industries, how would you advise agencies to kind of tailor or kind of create content using AI for each of those different industries for each client? Would they kind of just generate sort of like standard posts and then customize it for each client? Or would they kind of create a CSV and then import it? What's your advice to them? I think that, I mean, it depends on what works for each agency. Like for us, what works for us is that we plan our content out a month in advance, like content focus. So this week we're going to talk about this and then we kind of create content around that. Um, but every single day we start our day and we look at what 
conversations are happening right now. We look at industry news. So I think that in doing that, businesses have an opportunity to jump into conversations. I think I personally think that it's a bit outdated to just plan things, you know, a month in advance and just put it out there because social media isn't like a one way conversation. Like you don't just show up to a party, yell something and walk away. Like you go around and you mingle. So I think that that's what you have to think about when you're, you know, talking about your social media strategy. Yeah. So with this as social, you can do something called a saved caption. Um, so you can kind of it's for so say um, a travel company or a travel agency um, or an agency that's managing a travel company is what I meant to say. <laughs> um, say they're using our AI assistant, they can use a feature called saved captions and then just kind of create like a title or a category. Um, so these can be based off of the different content types that they're focusing on or, you know, focuses. So maybe one could be about price or one could be about certain discounts or certain weather temperatures so that they're just prepared with ready to go content when, you know, say the weather is, um, you know, warmer out and they're going to want to you know look at different trips or if it's colder out, then you're going to want to show them like a trip to Mexico or something. So you can have that content pre-planned and saved within the different um, categories through saved captions. So that's that amazing. Of, yeah. I think they should use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any drawbacks of using AI kind of text generators for social media? Um, I think that it does need to be reviewed by a human. Like, I don't think that you can just set it on like an autopilot and let it run. Like, I think that there are biases, and if there's biases in the data set that it was trained on, then those biases are going to come out within the text. So you do have to be mindful of that and responsible with using it. So I think that there should always be, you know, it should always be reviewed before it gets published. Yeah, sometimes it can definitely output things that are like a little bit repetitive. Um, so definitely revise. And do you think there'll be anything in the algorithms that'll prevent sort of AI generated content from ranking in the feed in the future? Honestly, I was worried about that. And I was worried about it with Google as well, like with blog posts, because mm -hmm. they have spoken about that previously on, you know, limiting or, you know, penalizing you if you have AI generated content. Yeah. But they recently put something out that um, AI generated content is okay if it's mm -hmm. actually, you know, providing value and quality. Um, so I don't necessarily, I think that it's like what we were saying before, like you have to review it, it has to make sense. If it, you're just throwing out random AI prompts, like it's, you know, you could get penalized, I think. But I think yeah. that if you, you know, work with it and personalize it, then I think you should be fine. Mm. I think they would be losing out on a lot of content if they decided to penalize it for sure. I think everyone, for the most part, is kind of moving towards us. If you're a business owner, an agency owner, something, I feel like at some point in your business, you're using AI generated content. So I think they would just be, they would be losing out a little bit if they did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they're aware and everybody else is aware, thankfully. Well, I think too, like social media platforms have started to adopt AI on their own. Like LinkedIn recently put out an AI and I think that that sort of sets the tone for what they perceive, you know, about AI, if they're going to penalize, like, I don't think they're going to penalize anything if they're mm. adding their own set of AI features. Um, so I think that agencies should be fine. Yeah. And even like content creation tools like Canva integrated one they have within their docs, like that basically you can ask it similar things as you would chat GPT. So I feel like a lot of platforms are almost encouraging it. Mm -hmm. mm. What are your thoughts on using AI generated images for social media? 
I still believe that, like, I I believe that the um, playing field is leveled out, but I definitely think video content is still taking off and, like, paid UGC creators right now are, like, a massive deal. So I think that... I think that AI generated content is great for like product shots or things like that, like banging out things like that quickly. But I think that, you know, just having a person there speaking to helps to humanize the brand. Yeah, I agree. So you don't see a place for images just yet on driving engagement on social media, right? Um, like we've seen actually amazing results with static images with music on them. Oh, yeah. Um, so but that's on instagram you know with TikTok, mm. it's obviously all video so yeah <laughs> the crazy thing though is that google put out a study saying that 40 percent of gen z are using uh, social media instead of traditional search engines so i just sort of feel like and it, it, ma it makes total mm. sense like you can get all the information you want within 15 seconds watching an interactive video <laughs> and seeing you know what the product actually looks like instead of like a company generated photo shoot of it retouched yeah perfect so <laughs> yeah i think that um it makes sense that people would be going more towards social media than search engines so i think mm -hmm. it's like crazy like i feel like we're on a massive shift right now where it's going to be interesting to see where search even is because if you can just go to chat gpt to ask it a question i mean that is a lot quicker than typing into Google, sourcing your information, reading through to find the mm. part that you need. And then it's only written in the one way the author wrote it. So if you don't necessarily understand it that well, you can't in real time ask the author what they meant in that part. Whereas with ChatGPT, mm. you can continually ask it questions to break down that information and explain it in a way that resonates with you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking now, like, do you think um, the future of social media managers is at risk? Because... If you're a small business, I guess small businesses will generally approach an agency or approach a freelancer to write social media content for them. Now, if you can go to an AI, uh, you know, like, like to a chat GPT kind of thing, that can kind of create the content for you, why would you pay a social media manager? What are your thoughts on the future of, of social media managers? Personally, I don't think it's not at, at large at a risk. Mm. I feel like there's definitely going to be some of those people who are like, well, I could just do it myself. I'll just ask chat gpt i'll just get an i an ai image generator to you know create the content for me but i think that there's also going to be those people who still see the value in having somebody else that's not just them behind their business humanizing it not just using ai generated content for the most part for me personally like i think that like social media and just digital marketing, like anyone within that field, your job description used to be like this and now it's this, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. it's just grown so exponentially that you really do need the right set of tools to support you in creating that. And I think it hits smaller teams, like they're ju it's just not scalable to, you know, bang out all this content. And I think for larger mm -hmm. teams with having more people involved, you're a lot slower to execute. And I also think that you struggle with having a consistent tone and style with more people involved in creating the content. So I think mm -hmm. that having a tool like this supports both small and large teams. And just back to the social media point, though, if you were saying that the video is still like the, the, the main content uh, medium to use on social, what is the benefit of posting text? You know, is text still so so important on social media? I mean, short form video is, is so is so crucial these days. 
I definitely think it is back to that point about the um, search engines because yeah. social media platforms are more operating as a search engine now. Like, so it's the in video text, it's having it in your caption, it's having that same text mm -hmm. within your hashtag. Like, I think it's more, it's being more strategic with the words that you're using and the keywords that you're using on your videos. Yeah, like specifically with TikTok, you can go to TikTok and search something just like you would similarly on Google and mm -hmm. like you'll get the search results because it's so SEO optimized. Instagram is like kind of following up behind them um, with like keywords and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely, definitely important. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm here to understand kind of how you built service to social uh, from nothing to, to what it is now. Um, could you maybe share just some tactics for founders who are listening, just how you kind of built that audience and how you kind of how you attracted so many users to the platform early on? I think the thing was that credibility matters. Like I just, you know, I'm big into e-commerce shopping myself and I'm not going to hand over my credit card to a company that I have never heard of and I don't trust. So I knew that that was a huge thing for us to overcome was just, you know, getting that credibility. And I think when you're a new company and you're starting that up, you don't have it and you have to be aware of that. So I think that you need to tap into, you know, people that do have credibility to mention your company and sort of leverage that until you have it yourself. So I think that that's a major aspect for founders. And I think that just being genuine, like, and not overselling their product, like actually relating to them on a human level. And mm -hmm. I find that, you know, it's like what I said before, I think a lot of people just throw content out and it's like a one-way conversation. And I think that, you know, you do have to spend time building, you know, a community and interacting mm -hmm. in a way that isn't going to serve you immediate results. I think just even resharing their content without even having them mention Vista Social or anything was something that we did from the, you know, beginning mm -hmm. was that we just, if we saw content that was performing well or someone that, you know, had influence or aligned with our branding, then we would reach out to them and say, we loved this video. Can we reshare it on our own profiles? And I think that it definitely helps, especially when you're a small team so that you don't have to continually put the content out yourself. Like you can yeah. sort of take a day off and just reshare theirs. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would just send them like a little message. Like you could even use ChatGPT or like our AI mm -hmm. assistant to ask, <laughs> create a message for me to reach out to this influencer. Oh, and wow. it for you. <laughs> you know? It's a good idea. I might, I might try that. <laughs> right? Like work harder, not or work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so from reaching out and just chatting to them, you kind of built this this online community of people who were keen to try out the product. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I guess launching the, the, the product, like how did you go about announcing it? Um, the biggest thing was, um, you know, for us to be first to market for these features, I knew that that was key in our messaging is saying that we were first to market for the features. So mm. if I just say we're first to market that, you know, who's going to believe me? Like I'm from the company. <laughs> yeah. So I would always do a press release first just to like validate the information that we're putting out. And then that really helped us on just getting organically mentioned in different blogs and articles. Like we got added to Influencer Marketing Hub on a listicle for like the top TikTok tools, which was huge for us because they have, you know, great site traffic and a great domain rating. So that really helped ours. Um, but just doing things like that, I think, and just um, jumping into relevant conversations on social media and just saying like, this is great, but did you know this? Um, and, you know, just putting the word out about our feature. It's, it was very manual. Uh, so before we go, uh, we have a mix of entrepreneurs, founders, marketers listening to the show. 
Uh, where's the best place to find out about Vista Social and more about you guys? Yeah, so you can connect with us on social media. Our social media handle is Vista Social app. And you can visit our website at www.vistasocial.com.